category is rainbow she better do oh yes guys this is dragon a dime so brace yourself to be cooped gooped and mother tucking gagged because for this episode we will be talking about our comares our mom she's s'mores paras and tommies of the lgbtq family and since i want this episode to be a light one i will try to incorporate drupal's drag race as we tackle along lgbtq issues because you know what i love that show and i really feel like it would be such a great help if only meron tayong sariring rupaul drag show in the philippines i mean it would be a fun show and as i am doing this podcast i really thought about my gay friends and my friends who are in the sectors of lgbtq i mean i love them and This is also some sort of my homage to the drag queens because what I greatly love about them is that they embody femininity through personifying gender illusions that are so so far from, you know, being submissive, less equal powering than a man, and women who are also political and sexual beings. And I'm just so amazed how drag as an art form can touch and change people's view. It's really that powerful and I'm thankful that drag queens and drag itself is the new pop culture because having them on big screens and music industry means that they will be able to have a tighter grasp on their audiences and that alone can make a difference because when people are exposed to something they will learn from it. Reality shows like RuPaul's is not perfect, but what makes it so captivating? I mean this is in the viewpoint of someone who watches the show is that may puso kasi yung show it's not just all laughing it's not just learning new lingo and it's not just representing queer people but it's a huge reflecting mirror that allows us to see the world past beyond our traditional tv norms it's about multi-dimensional personas underneath drag and you know the issues that comes along with their lives and their way of living And as I'm watching the show, I'm also continuously learning about religion, coming out stories, politics, race and gender issues, HIV and AIDS circumstances. And it's some sort of my escape to the real world. And you know what's good about the show is that after every episode, babalik ulit sa reality, but this time with eyes both open to matters that is really shocking our sisters and our brothers from the LGBTQ family and it's eye opening in a way that it will help you get a better perspective on what's really happening socioeconomically and you know what we need that in our country a show that is made for and by queer people generates inclusivity generates love and as we have said we need that because we are a country of tolerance and it's time to fight the good fight this is the good fight let this podcast speak on why it's time for the philippines to not just be gay but to be gay and proud maligayang pagdating guys this is Shia Mendoza and you're listening to becoming Number one, LGBTQ people have gained ultimate acceptance in the Philippines. That statement, even up until this day, is still considered a fallacy, because our country is not accepting. 
This is a tolerant Philippines. Ms. Geraldine Roman, however, is the first transgender politician who was elected to the Congress of the Philippines. This is a breakthrough for all the LGBTQ members who will voice out and propagate not just gay rights and enactments against discriminations, but also, and most importantly, legal protection. Why legal protection should be made top priority? Simple. Because yes, there is progress, but clearly not enough. After almost 20 years, Soji Bill is still pending in the Congress. And maybe a great factor behind that gradual process is that the Philippines is actually a predominantly Catholic archipelago. People are still bonded with all that archaic belief that God only made man and woman, and so it has to be man and woman long forever. I mean, it's time to get away with that. It's time to have a concrete legislation passed to protect, to enrich, to defend the right and the welfare of every LGBTQ member. Let's talk about Gretchen Custodia Diaz's bathroom issue. That sparked the need to pass a soja bill. Because what happened there isn't just one time, it's the reality that every trans woman here in the Philippines are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And I will tell you, it will keep on happening. Because we can color every buildings with rainbow to show support. We can always share and change our profile pictures every once in a while to show that we are for them. But truth is, support is just support. Not unless you speak up for it. You do something about it. And the LGBTQ members and the society, and of course the people of color, need that voice. Because powerful voices are turned into movements, and movements causes change. And that's what they need, to change the system of tolerance into a system of inclusivity. And so to my trans sisters out there, go and use any damn bathroom that you want. Number two. Discrimination hinders economic and social development. I remember reading The Danish Girl. I'll be honest, you know, somehow I I wasn't fair for the book because I didn't initially want to read it for me to understand what it's like to be a trans woman set in the 1920s and the social issues that they have to cope during that time. And you know what? As I go along the chapters of the book, I realized that 1920s is actually the era where LGBTQ members are most disenfranchised with the society and that discrimination led to major marginalization. And maybe you're asking, how does marginalization can directly affect a country's socioeconomic development? Simple. Marginalization equates to not having equal opportunities. And that inequality can be felt in sectors like education, health, and to political opportunities, that will all result to less productivity. And if a country is less productive, that will also mean less job offerings and less earnings for its people and to a greater poverty for the whole country. And that also goes to the health sector. LGBTQ members are often exempted to healthcare services and medications and especially testings on sexually transmitted diseases, leading to massive health and wellness degeneration, depression, and basically less investment on human capacity. And we all know that if there isn't enough human capacity, human capital will not be present.
And that's the importance of the system of inclusivity. Especially in times of crisis like this, we have to literally strive economically and we also have to admit that we need the LGBTQ members. Their taxes, their minds, and their gifts will be a great help in uplifting our indebted country. We need everyone's effort. Number three, equality for LGBTQ people should also be considered as part of the fight towards gender equality. Same goes with the LGBTQ issues. It should be included on Women's Month as we're not supposed to just voice out inequalities that only women are experiencing. Because LGBTQ's fight toward inequality is also our fight. It's part of the good fight. And taking a stand on something right should not be leaning to any specific gender. Doing that will not replace women activism. It will further enrich the power of feminism, the power of equal right. And the only way to grow that power is to give it away. It's time to give away opportunities to be heard and to take up spaces that are rightfully ours. For the last part of this episode, we will tackle the power of queer visibility in the mainstream and how will it help flourish the identities and social importance of every LGBTQ members. And this is the part where RuPaul's comes along. Okay, number one. RuPaul's Drag Race opened doors for diversity and inclusivity. And having that kind of show in the Philippines will exemplify social understanding and acceptance towards differences such as culture and form and gender and sizes. It will bring subcultures to the mass audience. Again, as what I've said earlier, people can learn so much just by being exposed to it. Number two, political movements, queer attitudes, and lingos will be artistically presented and you know what? Good things happen when politics meets arts. And that should be our new pop culture. We need political drag queens here in the Philippines. And speaking of that, we should celebrate drag queens or local queens. We have local queens and I know that they're more than their lip syncs. And we have to give them a chance. So it would be really exciting if there is an actual platform for drag queens to speak up when it comes to political matters. Number three and for the last one. I remember that episode in RuPaul's where Angina, a drag queen, became honest enough to admit that as the show was ongoing, she is HIV positive. And that specific moment served a major breakthrough in all types of media platforms and in the philippines we need that kind of transparency we need that kind of vulnerability and honesty and you know we need to talk about hiv and aids because legends died due to being ashamed and being silenced by their circumstances and just imagine how much change they could have just offered to the world if only people are aware and are not receptive to that matter Overall, RuPaul's brought strength, empathy, and it's time for the Philippines to get served with that kind of dishes. And so thank you guys for listening. Remember, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Have a great day, guys. Paalam!